It could. Going live. What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode wow. number 245. And today's uh, topic is intro to managing change orders in your WordPress project. We talked a little bit about this a couple weeks back regarding uh, project management. And so we thought we would uh, kind of circle back around and kind of focus in directly on to change orders themselves, how you should, uh, especially if this is your first time doing uh, a major WordPress project and you're like, what the heck's a change order? Is this this is the part where I make more money? That's awesome. So before we get into that, <laughs> yeah. let's go around the room yeah. and get everyone. That is that news. part. That is that is what a beginner would think. Chris, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I run a company called SimpliFilm, which does high-end product demo videos for folks like Ryan Holiday or Ariana Huffington, or we did the Gravity Forms video for those of you in the WordPress space, and been doing that for six years, and we have our share of change orders. Awesome, man. Thank well, thanks for Chris, Chris is awesome. I got to give him a plug. If you need a, 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 an intro video or a video created, call that guy. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks for being on. How about you, Dave? Oh, sorry. <laughs> My name is Dave Markowski. I'm the project manager for Pixel Jar. We are a uh, web development agency, and um, we never have change orders. <laughs> <laughs> Say, how about you? Hi, my name is Say. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, at Say Read Media on all the things. Hello. Sweet. Thanks for being on. How about you, Steve? You need to sing, though. Uh, I am, uh, <laughs> bring it to my I, level. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And we never have change orders either. We call them scope adjustments. Mm -hmm. oh, is that scope adjacent? Semantic. Those are important. <laughs> like, semantic things. They're I'm very Jason, important. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter, and my site is jasontucker.blog. We do a bunch of shows on WP Water Cooler. Feel free to go take a look at those. We do some stuff on Thursdays as well as on Fridays. So thank you for, for watching and for hanging out with us. All right, let's talk a little bit about change orders. But you know, we, we talked about, like I said earlier, we talked about um, project management earlier on in this. I have a feeling we're going to be dissecting project management for, for a while now and kind of just breaking all these pieces down so that folks that are really interested in this stuff can understand it better. So much so that Steve even started up a whole meetup just relating to running a business, doing WordPress type business stuff. Steve, you want to kind of open up in that and then we can kind of talk a little bit about how change orders tie into it? Sure. According to Wikipedia, a change order is work that is added to or deleted from the original scope of work of a contract. And I'll just leave that. There's a lot more to it, but that let's just I just wanted to define is that it. really what Wikipedia says. It is exactly what Wikipedia says. Wikipedia is on it. It is. I think uh, we don't need to just drop, drop it right there. It. All right, we're done. Thanks, Bye, thanks. guys. Just, just check Wikipedia if you have questions. <laughs> it's good. I'm sorry, Jason. What was the original question? Well, what the way I was the way I was looking at this is that I mean, you you you've been looking at you know business track itself and taking this idea of a business track and turning it into a monthly um, meetup. Um, mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about that first because I know that you're hearing this stuff and you're going to be talking about this sort of stuff next week. So, how does that tie so, into this? So, uh, so to answer your question, uh, we added a new meeting every month underneath the OC WordPress umbrella called Business Track. And we did that because a lot of these subjects would come up in the general meetup, in the dev meetup, in the design meetup. And we wanted to dedicate something to just talk about non-technical business-related topics. And so Monday's meeting is dedicated to uh, scope creep. So not just change orders, but what happens when the scope of a project increases or changes. Mm -hmm. You're such a scope creep. 
<laughs> your mom's a scope creep. <laughs> Actually, my mom my mom does uh, public works project management. She's so, heavily so she against is. scope creep. So uh, we she always regulate scope creep. It's in my blood. We always talk about scope creep because it's like a negative thing that can happen on a project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, is is it a negative? Is it no. a negative? Absolutely is not. It, yeah. Thanks, Wait, Chris. Well, Go ahead. Why is that, Chris? Yeah. Um, it's it's because once you're working with a client, you've been working with that client for a long time, you're 100 hours into their project. You're going to understand their business a whole lot better, so your suggestions are going to be better. You're going to be more able to serve your clients later than you were five hours into the project. So if you're going to suggest something that's new, you're suggesting it with more credibility and conviction later than you would in the beginning. So it doesn't matter if the uh, change was initiated by you or the client, you're both going to have a higher degree of comfort level working together if you're doing everything correctly. Now, see, I that would, is that is a and that is what I would expect Chris' answer to be. Right? Well, that is I would a like perfect to say Chris that, answer. that Chris answer was great, uh, except for in the cases if the change order, which coincidentally mm -hmm. is our topic, is not actually part of that scope creep. Because if the scope creeps, but no one's documenting, <laughs> no one's, no one's so, documenting. If a scope creeps in the woods, does, and, and no one documents. <laughs> so, is so, it still scope creep? Well, before, so that's a, before, that's wait, basic. Before, before, before you go back there, I want to I want to address Jason's question, which was, is it or, or or David's question, which is it a negative or positive, right? And I think it depends on your point of view, right? I don't see scope creep as a negative. I don't think anybody on this call, uh, on this uh, hangout, sees uh, scope creep as a negative. Developers mm -hmm. see scope creep as a negative. I I would I, I see it as a wait for it. Da -da -da -da. It depends. It can oh. be. I'm sorry. <laughs> so but no, look, it can be a negative. It can be a very negative experience, both for the client and for the developer. But it can also be a really great uh, experience for the client and the developer. The client can get more of what they want. The developer can, you know, get more work. So it could go either way. I think the change order is the linchpin to that. <laughs> I, is that I, where you're going? No, I was going to say that I think I think that the key is setting up the discussion well before the change happens, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. As long as the the client understands what's going to happen when something changes, then it's an easy discussion to have when it occurs. And I think that that's the biggest miss. You're talking about managing expectations? It's crazy, I know. <laughs> and the, the best way to do that is to have, you know, for, for longer projects is to have a standing call with your clients. You're going to have this routine standing, non-threatening Thursday call for 15 minutes. And you're going to, you're going to, whatever the, does whatever the, on Thursdays? It does. It's, it has to be. If it's not Thursdays, it's going to, it's going to create some uh, errors. But, <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna talk through your deliverables. You're going to uh, confirm that the deliverables are completed. You know you're gonna, they're gonna give it get an opportunity to confirm or correct what you've done. And then the last thing that's gonna happen is if there's if there is new work that they need, we would want to discuss the impact then and then uh, formalize the business arrangements then. If you do this routinely, when there's no change order, they're not threatened. When they're and and you're just displaying both care and competence, so they're not gonna have an issue doing it. If you don't do this, what, what a lot of people do is they don't prepare to serve their clients appropriately and then 
Um, they blame the client when there's a scope creep, which is really ridiculous. It's like a doctor blaming a patient for being sick. It's, it's you know, you're there to <laughs> fix the problem. Yeah, of course the client's going to want, uh, of course the client's going to want more stuff. And, you know, you, you would love your client to pay you $1,600 an hour and not really look over your work. Your client would love to have you work for free. We negotiate to meet in the middle and, and neither, neither person. $1,600 an hour and you get to look over the shoulder on Thursdays. That's right. That's right. Eighteen hundred dollars an hour to pay war, play World of Warcraft. Jesus, Lord. I thought you no. yeah, nine hundred. I totally. Well, no, no, he said he, Yeah, I did the math wrong. Did he say sixteen hundred? I did. I think he said sixteen hundred. Then he he, rate, he just raised his rates. Well, you only have to raise your rates. <laughs> I purposely made I purposely made an, an, an overgeneralized stereotypical statement about developers is that they yeah. hate they, yeah I did is that they hate scope creep because what you're talking about Chris is a function typically of a project manager an account manager right somebody mm -hmm. who is on the other side of the business that has that client relationship and I'm not saying I, I'm not saying all developers are created equally but typically a developer thinks very linearly right you, mm -hmm. you put them on a path to, to develop a project and once you start to to uh, change the scope right it, it, it tends to throw their brain off a little bit again I realize that's very stereotypical but no in my experience that they don't, they don't get you know they don't get redoing work or, or, or changing work that you've already done doesn't give you the release of, you know, I've done something. You don't get that feeling. And, right. and designers and developers both hate having the finish line being moved, even if they're getting paid extra, even if other things are happening. Um, the other thing with scope group that I want to say is you've got to talk in terms of clock and calendar. Um, so, so hours is money to the client and calendar, you know, if, if a client makes it, this reverses the, the plan from the beginning, you have to initiate the conversation that it's not going to just take three extra days, but it might have to go to a different developer or, you know, it, we have to readjust the project expectations if they choose to initiate the, um, the change order. And so the way I like to have that conversation when a change arises is I talk about impact, right? We don't talk mm -hmm. about, I don't talk about cost. I don't talk about schedule. Just talk about project impact, right? Let's, let's talk about how this is going to impact the entire mm -hmm. project, right? And that, that, that shapes the, what, yes. Well, so wait, so wait, so, so are those, are those impacts not, um, money and time? <laughs> they, they may, well, they, they may not be. They, they may, may not, not be. be. Okay. They may not be. And here's why, impact. right? What we talk about is impact to the project because it helps shape the conversation. It helps helps the client, my client, understand this is what you're asking for. This is how it's affecting the entire process, right? And if we talk about impact, you're screwing right? everything up. Mm. <laughs> well, they may they may be, but. Before I talk about money and schedule, I really talk about priority, right? How important is this change that you're requesting? Uh, so let's 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 talk about this in terms of priority over the other stuff that we're already building. Because if it's a higher priority, right, mm -hmm. the impact might be, well, let's take a, a feature that we're currently building and shift that off to a laser later phase so that we can still stay on the same schedule without any financial impact. That might be the uh, the outcome. Nice. Right. Well, and, and I I, I have more and more in my work uh, when people come with um, additional things they want to do because they're getting excited and they're like, oh, you know, what's happening is I, I work on that 
you know, kind of 2.0 list. The iteration concept is like, all right, well, if that doesn't fit into what we're doing here, let's talk about moving that to the next iteration. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think having that conversation with clients also gets them in the mindset of um, that it is an iterative process. It's not a, here's your site, you're driving off the lot, and it's done for the next six years. You're perfect, yeah. So getting, getting them trained into that iterative process um, and saying, okay, well, we can't do it right now. It's like delaying instant gratification. Um, but I think that is is a key part of managing mm -hmm. expectations. The, 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 the wrong thing to do when a client calls you and asks for a change is to start talking about cost immediately, right? In my experience, right? So if a client asks right. for a change and you and you respond with, yeah, okay, that's another $5,000, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it, basically you're really closing off the conversation at that point, right? The, the better conversation, I think what we're all saying is the better conversation is to, is to really dig in and understand the business purposes behind what they're asking what are your goals right? I would what are your dreams what are your aspirations a lot of developers <laughs> a lot of developers would use that oh it's five thousand dollars extra actually because they don't want to do that discovery they don't want to do the project right. aspect. Right. so like uh that's going to be too expensive it'll be double the cost or, and you know done or you know, here's here it, it, another another I think negative response is to is to get uh, you know a request and just send a change order right here's your change order right right why do you, why do you want it when do you want it um, you just and, and all it takes usually is ninety seconds worth of discovery to not look like a dick you know that that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's actually that's that's gonna be the name of my new book I think I right think <laughs> I think you may I think you may need a little more time. You've just got to cultivate curiosity about your client and their needs. And if you're focused on what you're trying to do or if they're going to pay you or not, you're A, working with the wrong clients and you just say, you know, why is this important? Okay, is this 90 seconds for the discovery, automatic, if they if they want something different? Well, and I think it has to do with mindset. Like you have to keep the mindset that you want this project to be the right project for the mm -hmm. client. I mean, so much of this right, advice not, mirrors not only, real life. It's like not, yeah. not only Chris are you working with the wrong client, but you're telling your client that they're working with the wrong vendor. Bingo. Vendor. Yeah, and it, yeah, you're right. And and they'll ask the, you know even if you do it wrong, but if you show that you're concerned for their best interest, they'll forgive you, and and you can get past it. If you if you say the wrong thing and it's it's crystal clear that you care, then you can survive that. But if you're like, well, that'll be six thousand dollars. Come on, come on, come on. You know, f you pay me kind of stuff. <laughs> and and one of the things I've said one of the things I've said in my talks at, at WordCamps in the past is if if your conversation is always about price or cost, you're a vendor, period. Right, and and it, when once you're a vendor, you're a commodity. If you start mm. digging in and asking about business goals and really t talking as a partner, right, you elevate yourself, right. And that's what I always encourage people to do in my talks is is as a developer, as a provider, as a as a service provider, you should always strive to to elevate yourself from vendor to partner. Because once you're a partner, then you can get into the kinds of things that you were saying at the beginning of the call is suggest ideas for your client. And then cost isn't even an issue. It's not even part of the conversation. Well, Steve, I've even heard you say that that you don't even have to have a cost associated with some of these change orders because it may not even be a change. It may be like, or it's a change that that has the same like either time value or or uh, monetary value that you can look at and say you know what we can do a little trade here let's trade between this and this and and be able to kind of move those things around if needed. Chris mm -hmm. Lemma, if he were on the call, would call that horse trading. That's what he that's what he labels <laughs> that. Mm -hmm. But is there is is there anything bad with that? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. 
And again, wait, again, wait, by, wait, by, by doing that, there's plenty, there's plenty of problems with horse trading, but in this, in this context, no, um, <laughs> but, but by, by, by doing those trades and by having those conversations, you are acting as a partner, right? You're showing, mm -hmm. you're showing your client that we're on the same team. We all want, we all want the same result here. Right. And we're, we're helping you think through these things, uh, as, as somebody who's on an equal plane uh, as you, right. We have your best interest in mind. I think that what you're talking about, it's not just with you elevate yourself, but it's also looking at these, the, are these the right clients? Mm -hmm. I think scope creep comes from clients who want more without paying more. They For want that, you yeah. to just, they yeah. want you to just continually add on features or they say things like, I just have a really simple change or, you know, <laughs> can't, can't you just but, do this one thing? Cause I, or just show me how to do it and I'll do it. You know, like, all of those things well, they, are then essentially have, trying to get something and 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 get more without compensation. Well, I, I don't even know if they're not if they're not wanting to pay more. They want more, but a lot of times developers assume they don't want to pay more and don't even ask the question. You know, mm -hmm. is this important to you? Is ten seconds worth of discovery? Is this important to you? Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So this and, and if and you know if you'll recall, this this wasn't in the original request. So let's set up a time on Tuesday at three o'clock, and that's the only time you can do <laughs> oh, it. Now it's Tuesday. So it was, oh, it was wow. Thursday before. Right. Now it's Thursday, Thursday for the. I just filled out my calendar, dude. <laughs> so so this gets into an interesting question to me. What for you guys? What um. What Damn creates scope creep? creep you know, so so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again, Chris. <laughs> what create exactly? What creates scope creep? So you know, we have uh, times where we're just revising a project, and we have all other times when we're reversing decisions. Where is the line on what is improving something or delivering something properly? Because you know, there should should be some expectation that there's a little bit of miscommunication. We should move towards what the client originally thought. And what you know, where's the line for now? It's a um, change order, or we need to talk impact. Uh, here, here, here's what I do, right? Anytime we, we identify or we feel that there's a change outside of scope, right? It may not have even been documented, but every time we feel there's a change outside of scope, we point it out. And I point it out this way. Hey, Mr. Client, Mrs. <laughs> Miss Client, right? This is what I heard, right? To us, this feels like it's outside of scope. How do you feel about it? That's such a Californian that thing to say. That's awesome. I, I asked <laughs> ask that question because I want to hear their interpretation and I want to understand mm -hmm. their expectations. They may say, you know what? We actually, you, you contracted to build this feature and as a normal part of that feature, you would have this. This, this would be expected to be in there. And then we can have that conversation as to why yeah. or why not, why or why not our expectations are, are, are aligned. If let me ask a question. If there's a feature that is something that would just require to expand a plugin a little bit more that the client wants, maybe there's an extension or something like that, and they're like, oh, can you do this? And you know, okay, there's this extension, and all we'd have to do is really set that up and kind of fold it in. Would you guys consider that a change order or would you, you know, just lump it in? I still think it's important to address the 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 change in the fact that you're adding features you're adding mm -hmm. services so even without additional cost i think it's still important to mark that and not so, just so what we what we do if we're making a change and it's an incidental change but it takes some time energy and effort you know we're re-rendering out a video that that has a different version for something else is that we'll mark it as a as a change order we'll invoice it then we'll discount the balance 100% and that'll at least 
at least they'll know that this is being marked. And then we track that each year. So each year, about 4% of our revenues go into that into that discounted markdown category. And that's totally acceptable for me. You know, uh, you know. A, a, no, a no charge change order is a genius way of managing expectations, right? So mm -hmm. if you just document it and send that invoice and say, we've discounted this for you, right? That's actually a good way to do the first change order as long as it's within reason. Do your first change order that way, right? To set the expectation that look, changes we're 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 incurring impacts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're we're incurring time because of this, right? We're not going to charge you for this one, but we will, we may charge you for future ones. Yeah, we and or we're not going to charge you for this one. We absolutely value your relationship, so we decided to discount this. And then we don't even have to. They'll they'll infer the rest, and sometimes they'll come to you to pay you more money. Yep. But it, are it, you it, are you telling the client that um, the second that you're going to be doing that change order, or are you waiting until the next invoice cycle where you're actually telling them, hey, here's I'm going to do it the second I do it. I'm going to send the invoice out as soon as I deliver the feature or or the change, and I'm going to do it because it's marketing. I mean, we we want the marketing benefit of the favor uh, on the you know production management side, and we want to prepare them for what happens next week. Because what we don't want to do is do the change order for free, and then have in and wait 30 days to invoice. Have the client expect four more change orders and have harbor the, some feelings. And, yeah, harbor some resentment <laughs> and not have the yeah. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I was joking about the California feelings thing, but honestly, a lot of this conversation is based on feelings. Does the mm -hmm. does the client feel that you are listening and open to change or do they feel shut out of the process? You know, and I think that really determines what happens at the end of the project when you're handing the keys over and it's, you know, how does that relationship continue? And even how does the site, you know, grow because if the client resents the website itself because of the relationship <laughs> they had like a bad child relationship right <laughs> you know and then they like resent this website and you know i hear a ton of horror stories about from clients who have a you know a really negative relationship with their previous developer and that tra it absolutely translates over into the site they're like this is stupid it doesn't work they didn't know what they're doing didn't we have didn't we have a business idea for you say to do digital therapy for for yep. uh, sites that have gone bad? Yeah. Where are you on that business? Have you uh, have you created that yet? Mm -hmm. No, I threw out my back, <laughs> laying down. Okay, so, I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. I just need to think of a good domain name. Digital therapy. I'm sure it's probably taken. Yeah, that is so taken. Dot X Y Z. Right. <laughs> Digitalfair.ap. I think that we can find that somewhere. So what what's good advice for someone who's on the, the lower end, someone whose projects are smaller, someone who... That sounded very classist. It's on the lower end. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're just starting out. You know, I just I just figured out how to do WordPress. I figured out I could make money doing it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm building this first website. And this how is the best you do this. I, 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 I believe that all of these things apply no matter the size of the project, right? Because at any size project, you are leaving money on the table if you don't communicate these expectations. I would argue that it's even more important for a beginner because mm -hmm. they, they don't actually understand necessarily the whole you know, all the parameters of the relationship. And they don't always understand all the parameters of what they're trying to do with WordPress and or what WordPress can do. So having that conversation, maybe the client in that conversation, um, you know, triggers something like, oh, I saw a plugin that actually does that, you know, because they don't have that just like, oh, here's the plugin that will solve that problem uh, and, kind of experience. And, 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 
and there, there's also a rule of thumb in the services agency, and I hate to say this out loud, but the smaller the budget, the bigger the pain in the ass, right? So, yeah, so, so true. but but those small budget projects, those people that uh, let me say this differently, the the, 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 the money uh, is just I'm just I'm just gonna dig myself for dig myself further. I need to tweet that with your that money that 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 money means a lot more to the to the individual that's paying it right than right. larger budget projects in my experience, right? Absolutely. So they're they're going to be more demanding. They're going to want more for their for their dollar, and so the tracking those changes is more important because of that as well. And, those and can clients. We, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, communication in that uh, when you're when you're doing that is just everything and and what we do is we tell them an, we, we have an onboarding call in the beginning and tell them the difference between a change order and and the difference between a, um, a revision so a revision you know you get two rounds of revisions with every del major deliverable with our company and then a change order is initiated anytime we reverse any decision that we've already confirmed so oh, so that good. that is um, you know if, if we are revise you know a reversal is a you know a is going to have an impact fee, and 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 if we're just revising it, we can do it. But that means that you might have still had revisions, but you've locked a part of the project to move forward, and that now is locked, and will will require a change order to open uh, later. So there is a, a a key account management piece that I want to highlight in in your process, right? If if mm -hmm. if a reversal of a decision is a charge, all of those decisions have to be documented throughout the entire process. To a point, I mean, we don't want to be super pedantic about it and make make our cu customers feel like we're nickeling and diming it. But we will email and say, "Hey, is this is this confirmed?" And we don't use the word "approve" ever. That's a fireable offense at our company because when you say "confirmed," it means that you're on the same team and you're you're already you're confirming that this meets expectations. If you say "approved," then you're begging for somebody else's approval, and and that's going to be an unattractive thing that gets you that's going to put you in revision hell right there. There Sarah? is that is Sarah. so. <laughs> <laughs> This is, We're changing that. <laughs> that, is, that is like 30 uh, I love bags that. to unpack. I love that. I'm making a note. And, and, and literally, I have, I have let a project manager go for using the word approval because uh, revision hell is, you know, we, we, we made it about two years ago and they kept doing it and that, that had to be, preventing revision hell is where we make our money, right? And so that's, we have to use the language correctly. It's great. Looking for approval from nobody. No, we're gonna we're gonna confirm that this is the, that we sold you the right thing. Okay, yeah, it's confirmed. It's a lot easier. I love that. That's awesome. That's cool. And it's a tiny word difference, but it what makes a huge impact. Of, what do you use instead of the submit button? What's your <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It, that gives me apple every time I make a yeah. Uh, I approve I, the changes to this form. Well, I am submitting I to your so, bill. So I just hit I just hit Command W whenever I see a submit form because I submit to nobody, but I expect them to submit to me. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> I told you guys Chris was awesome. I'm gonna go check out your website and I'm gonna go look at your forms right now. Sure, you you will submit to me or or we will. <laughs> way, it's so fine. on your on your site, uh, all submissions. submissions. Uh, yeah, but uh, but but I I will you know you know unfortunately I was uh, yeah that's right. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, so I think the cool, you know how in design, the, the kind of trend has moved, thankfully, from a more rigid, here's your Photoshop layout, pixel to pixel mm -hmm. uh, situation that's happening. That was very rigid. That was very like, this is set. This is what it's going to look like. And now, um, you know, I don't want to say like we've moved. There's been a movement too. It's very passive. Uh, to the agile design. Whoop. 
the agile <laughs> design um, kind of mindset, which is like, I know, it's great. Uh, you know, this is the concept of agile design so that you've got uh, things that change over time. You have more of like a set that you're working from as opposed to a really strict kind of rigid uh, form that you're trying to build to. And I think, uh, Chris, kind of the, the process that you're talking about, and I think kind of the process that this relationship-based conversation is going with is more of like an agile project management concept as opposed to this just like there's this one scope and there's change orders, which right. is much more of the kind of construction, public works, um, you know, background mm -hmm. where it's like very rigid. And I think technology, I mean, you could have a new plugin come out midway through a project and you're like, we got to use this plugin or whatever it happens to be. So. I, I think we're moving in that direction, especially in the, the tech development world, into an, this kind of agile concept. Mm -hmm. Let's hug. Yes. <laughs> no, actually, let's not hug. That's how I threw my rib out last week. By hu you hugged your rib out of place? I did. I hugged my friend too hard, and I put my arm down, and I was like, oh, just kidding. I threw my rib out. That <laughs> That really happened. Before we do that, I've heard of a hug incident. Chris, go for it. Um, just, just real quick, what are the what percentage of revenue do you guys think a uh, that a change order should should represent for a, for a normal WordPress consultancy or a beginner? Ooh, it's gonna, is that a percentage? It depends on the. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that there's a should. I think there's a. I think it's gonna depend that's, on your projects, but that's all based uh, on the work that you're doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but like average wise, like you know, uh, we're thinking maybe six percent, eight percent, four percent. No, I, 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 I think it depends on the change, right? Uh, no, that's you, okay. you mean in total, how in much of your totality, is it ten percent or thirty percent oh. of your revenue? I think it's thirty percent. About wow. that, that's a that's a sign wow. of a healthy business because that shows that you're looking for solutions for your clients and offering them, and that that you've got a good relationship with them. Hmm. That's my thought. We we we're a little bit different because we do a an initial phase and then we move it into maintenance, right? So most retainer most retainer. of our yeah most of our changes uh, get shifted into the maintenance phase of the project. Right. And that's yeah, there are, iterative. Where it's you're not always. Yeah, there, it's not always right. So, so there are change orders that happen during that initial phase, right? But, but typically, it it, it just moves into a later phase. Mm -hmm. But Steve, that's because all of your clients are friends, right? That's why, right? <laughs> I don't have clients. Folks, that's about it for today. Thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate wow. all of you being able to take some time out to talk a little bit about change orders and how you can do really great stuff with project management. Come to the business track on Monday night. Have yeah, you definitely. If, you're, if, you, if you find yourself in Huntington Beach and you want to go to the business track, feel free to go do that. Or if you're in Whittier. Yeah, if you're in Whittier, post, we do stuff over here as well. Some, so thank you. And some post. Our website at www.warcore.com. <laughs> you can click on the link to subscribe. I'm really good at this. I can just keep going and just. It's <laughs> awesome. I was going to talk about the eclipse. Yeah, there's an eclipse too. <laughs> It's a post-eclipse business development meeting. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, folks. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.